welcome to the Supernaturalist Podcast Show, where emerging revivalists and extraordinary leaders share inspirational experiences that will help take you to a higher level. Now here's your host, Darren Stott. Well, here we are. This is the I Supernaturalist Podcast Show. This is the fourth episode episode in our second season and the final episode of this season where we've been looking at the subject of destiny. This podcast has been recorded in front of a live studio audience in front of the incredible students of Destiny International School of Ministry. This is a ministry of Jake's House Church located in Arlington, Washington, and we are going to have a lot of fun. The kids ask questions. It's very engaging, and I have an incredible guest today. But before we get to that, this podcast exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. That's why we are here, and we would love to stay connected with you. The easiest way to do that is for you to go to our website. Um, It's not really actually our website. It's just one of the best ways to really connect with us, and that is (laughs) go to facebook.com forward slash iSupernaturalist and hit the like button. What that'll do is it'll keep you connected with all the cool content that we're going to be posting throughout the fall. And another thing I would encourage you to do is to go on to the iTunes store, do a search for iSupernaturalist. Our podcast will show up. Click subscribe. What that will do is it will take our content, okay, and it'll automatically download it to your podcasting device. That could be your iPhone, your uh, Samsung Galaxy, uh, a tablet, a uh, maybe even your TV. I don't even know. Um, There's all kinds of amazing technology out right now. The bottom line is subscribe to that because it's awesome. Uh, So today, like I said, this is our fourth episode of season two where we've been tackling the subject of destiny and how to unlock the doors of destiny um, within our life. Today's guest is a very special guest. Her name's Sandy Honduk. She's an elder at the church that I pastor, Seattle Revival Center. Um, I uh, love Sandy and I appreciate having her alongside of me. I really trust her. Um, Sandy is uh, 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 has the heart and operates within the office, I would say, of a prophet. Um, she uh, uh, she um, carries the kingdom or the church, if you will, in her heart. And what that means is that her, her primary ministry, I would say, would be to the church. She's carrying the church in her heart. She wants to see a shift take place within the church. Um, um, she she keeps uh, a pulse of what's happening within um, the church, and so even though Sandy is absolutely incredible one on one, giving prophetic gifts of encourage—not uh, gifts, but prophetic words of encouragement and, and that kind of thing to people—her um, primary operation I see is looking at a, a, a level of about thirty thousand feet over the fabric and landscape of the church, and really covering the church and leadership and covering me uh, in her heart. And um, she's just one of those people that when you go to war, you want to have her in the trench with you. And so that that is Sandy. The last three episodes have been like incredibly like just very practical and accountability and goal list and um you know and all this kind of thing. Sandy's going to take us um uh, 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 another direction today. We're going to be talking about how to engage with the supernatural uh, uh 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 in a deeper way. What we need to do as leaders, as believers is that we need to learn um to merge the natural with the supernatural and to have a 
hunger and a desire for the deeper things of God. Sometimes we can be so darn practical and so darn efficient in our place of ministry that we accomplish a lot only to find ourselves not necessarily partnering with the Lord, but really just partnering with me, myself, and I, right? And so um, one of the things that I love about Sandy is, is uh, she has the gift to be able to take leaders back to the drawing board and saying, is this really the blueprint that God has given you? Or is this something that you devised out of your own amazing intelligence? So San- we're going to dive into this thing. We're going to talk about some incredible things, um, uh, such as even how to overcome discouragement. Sandy's just going to open up and talk about some of her own struggles. We're going to be talking about lies that we believe. Um, I mean, this is going to be a lot of fun. You're in for a real treat. Thanks again for listening. Um, let's not waste any more time. Let's get uh, right into this. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, Sandy Honduras. All right, so this is the fun part. This is when I get to ask Sandy all kinds of crazy questions. Like, I love your like questions. what's your favorite dinosaur and why? <laughs> you know, like just like crazy, yeah, crazy <laughs> questions. And then, um, what's your theme song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you could be any superhero, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, this is an open, uh, an open dialogue. You know, so I think like my favorite part of asking questions is when it triggers a question within you, and then. You ask what, and then you can just really feel. That's happened like each week. Like it's kind of like just this real active conversation takes place. So, um, so we'll just we'll just just keep doing that, you know, as we meet. But that was like that was really really good what you shared this yeah. morning, and I think it's really good because um, I we I, I would just really challenge you if if you don't naturally think this think the way that Sandy thinks, so what, right? Like if you say like that's right. not right. me, like I'm not pursuing the supernatural, like like so what. You, you should be, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know what I'm like, like, and maybe you won't have the same tenacity, you know, but I think we should all really allow ourselves to be stretched, yeah, <laughs> you know, forward and, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, and I, there's something about just surrounding yourself with people who, um, are, uh, nothing like you. You know, and, and when you find yourself, you know, at a table and, and, and you're comfortable with everybody at the table, it's time to find a new table. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's time to start surrounding yourself Ouch. with some people that are gonna that are gonna <laughs> stretch you, you know, that are stretching you, that are that are, you know, um, calling you to be more than what you are and and yeah. so um so I, I hope that this I hope that this morning was really stretching to you and that you'll just really ask the Lord like how do, how do I walk this out like how do I do what you've called me to do and 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 make sure that you are not just a part of the equation but you are the equation mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, uh, help 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 this thing not to be about my destiny but Lord you, like like Sandy was saying you are the destiny mm-hmm. and let me be so in sync with you that mm-hmm. no matter what you say you know. I'll, I'll be I'll be just right on board, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't. It's it's too easy to categorize ourselves, you know, and like where do I start? How do I start? Just start anywhere, yeah. anywhere mm-hmm. yeah. at all with God, anywhere at all, and then He'll mm-hmm. lead you. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm just gonna point that. At you. <laughs> all right. Um, so here we go. So Sandy, um, when you look at the church right now, what 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 excites you the most? Like, what are you seeing right now within the greater church that, that just, I mean, it just fills your heart with joy and you're just so happy about what you're seeing? Well, I've, I'm seeing more, uh, I think, of an openness to the supernatural, to, uh, you know, angels have been around for so long. Uh, there's that, there was always, there's always been this like, whoa, and now it's like, well, that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and then more and more people are coming into that really intimate place with God where God is not only doing the beautiful things, but he's also doing the necessary things in us. And there's just this openness to yield mm-hmm. um, to whatever it is that the Lord wants to do in us. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is good. Plus, I, I feel such a shift in the worship, mm-hmm. yeah. which is so important mm-hmm. to me. And I, I'm encouraged that... Um, it's like, God, are you ever going to do anything in the area of worship? And I, I'm so encouraged. I feel this opening uh, in in the worship. And, and like, the best is yet to come. Let's Almost talk, here. Let's, let's talk about that. So what kind of shift are you seeing in the worship right now? Like, what, from where to where would you, you know? Uh, not so many songs about who I am, what I need. Um, but those songs that, that are just saying, God, this is who you are. Yeah. Um, this is how great you are. This is how awesome you are. The name of Jesus being in so much of the music now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, it's not bless me, heal me, hold me, touch me. Yeah. Um, that, that whole shift away from the, or the begging type of music yeah. Yeah. or begging God for something. Or, you know, so there were some um, wonderful songs out that are now we understand they're really kind of full of unbelief. Yeah. So we have to be careful what we're singing to God. You know, like, um, Lord, I hope you come. <laughs> Or something, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where God is here. Yeah, yeah. God is here. He's with us. He's in us. And um, what I feel like um, I have seen a little bit of is Jesus said, "The same glory that the Father gave to me, I have given to you." Mm-hmm. And get it, releasing that we release that glory that's in us mm-hmm. towards the Lord, and just here because this is where I live. Uh, we've seen some wonderful, I would say, over the last six months, mm-hmm. maybe, or three, four months, uh, just this wonderful engaging of people in the room, this wonderful freedom um, in the room, and uh, I, I believe it's just going to get better and better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. And just going back to the first thing that you said, I would, I would totally agree, and I'm sure you guys have seen this as well, like... There used to be a huge chasm between the supernatural church and maybe the more uh, cessationist church, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, mm-hmm. do you guys know what I mean by that? Right? Yeah. Like, like people that don't really believe in the gifts that, that are for today mm-hmm. versus people that are just like Bethel, you know, dancing with snakes or something. No, I'm just kidding. You know, <laughs> but um, really, that that great chasm. Um, th- doesn't really seem I mean it's still there yeah. but it's not as great and there's mm-hmm. such a hunger now within people's mm-hmm. hearts mm-hmm. Um, regarding um, uh, you know like like I mean like you can just some of the stuff that I'm writing about you know so I've just been trying to do a little bit of writing this year mm-hmm. and um, and I'm seeing that even friends of mine um, who are from the reform camp are actually retweeting and re- reposting Oh, that's cool. um, so it's not even my, it's not even my revival camp buddies that are you know it's it, mm-hmm. to me that's really exciting. Yeah. There's just like a, a hunger and desire. I would even see a greater hunger and desire within, within the reform camp, within the people that haven't necessarily been mm-hmm. inoculated with Pentecostalism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like they got their tongues, so they got it all right. Sometimes we can have that, you know. 
that, that, that thought. So I agree. There's like mm-hmm. so much hunger. And then also you can go into just like Baptist churches down here. Kim Walker singing in the bathroom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Heaven is here mm-hmm. now. And you're like, whoa, what's going on? Mm-hmm. So I really, I really think that I, I would say Bethel and Jesus culture and just it's like the Lord is able to use worship like a Trojan horse to get it past people's gates, and then yeah. all of a sudden the worship yeah. brings in a, a the worship brings in a new theology mm-hmm. yeah. subconsciously, <laughs> even you know. So I think too that um, more than we realize that culture of honor has invaded the church, yeah. and you know in the '90s when when a lot of the uh, the renewal was going on, there was a real division as far as we've got something you don't have. Yeah. Or there was a lot of church bashing from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now there's this this honor, I think, that has become, people have become aware of that, you know, you're my brother, you're my sister. Yeah. yeah. I love you. This is where I'm at. And, you, you know, it's okay where mm-hmm. you're at, not looking down at one another, but just honoring mm-hmm. Trying to, you know, remembering that we were probably worse off than that bef- at one time ourselves. So, mm-hmm. um, having that ability to honor God, number one, um, in each other, I think that has a that that I think that's invaded the church a lot more than we realized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably really all good. Kim Walker. Yeah, yeah. That's in Kim the Walker bathroom as well. <laughs> in, in bathrooms, that has made that transition. Um, <laughs> thank you, Kim. Um, so now the flip side. Um, when you look at the church, oh, don't ask me what <laughs> what breaks your heart? <laughs> that area where you're just pleading with the Lord for a revelation. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Um, I would like to see the prophetic anointing in the church mature a bit. Um, I think. It's wonderful, and I and I remember in my own life that that's where I started out. I mean, that's that just dropped on me. And um, but I think we need a, a a more mature sound coming out of of the church as far as prophetic ministry. Um, really, the heart of God expressed more. Where you know, when God speaks, things change. Mm-hmm. And yet we have to start somewhere. We do. We have to start somewhere, as far as. But the uh, the increasing of, um, I, I you know I think there's kind of an underlying thing that, well I God loves me and I'm good and whatever I say is God. Mm-hmm. And not, not even you know and not bad things. I'm not talking about bad things. I'm talking about you know the good things. However, I've seen more people's hearts be broken through mm. false words mm-hmm. given to them. Mm. Or people, um, you know, I don't believe that just any one of us can call somebody into ministry. And we have to be very careful with that as far as, I know what I went through myself one time and I waited two years and two months for a word that just wasn't God, but it was my heart. It was... Um, but there was a specific time, uh, you know, a specific thing. This is going to happen to you two years, two years and two months. And so, man, I went to my calendar. I uh, And when it didn't happen, oh, I was devastated. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to see that in the church anymore. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think there's there's a tightening, there's a maturity that's coming. And but like I said, if you're if we're just starting out, you've got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But understanding that you know it's not about correcting you, it's not that's it's edification, exhortation, mm-hmm. which is a drawing mm-hmm. to God mm-hmm. and comfort. Yeah. And uh, but then there should be a mindset of growing up from there. Mm-hmm. That that's not the the do all. You know that that nor is your identity in that. Mm-hmm. It, you know that I'm a prophesier and. Um, if you can't go without prophesying, then you need to pull back. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, and and, I, and I, we we see within every church culture, there's maybe a certain amount of um, sloppiness, if you will, and and and. In a area, right? Like, mm-hmm. so we might be really, really good at administration, but really, really bad at like pastoring people or something like right, that, right? right? So I think anytime that you have a heart to develop a culture, the only way that that culture can be developed is with accountability, yeah. right? Like when there's no accountability, um, you're not intentionally um, creating a culture. You're just you're just hope, you're just hoping that it creates itself. And um, so I think that hoping for maturity, right, mm-hmm. without um, creating a place of accountability in coaching and mentoring, mm-hmm. it's just like, it's just like, well, I hope it'll happen. I hope. Mm-hmm. So I think especially within the prophetic, I imagine we're going to begin to see a greater level of accountability within the prophetic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say even within the greater kingdom. There's not a lot of prophetic accountability. Right, right. It's kind of like you can say whatever you want, and if it didn't happen, then it's, you know, it's because we prayed it through. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but so I, I really think that 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 there's going to be a greater level of accountability, and with that will come a greater level of maturity, and with yeah. that, the greater church, the greater church will want to operate within mm-hmm. the prophetic because mm-hmm. they'll see how life giving and transformation. Right. Is. Yeah. What are you gonna see, Brian? I was just going to ask you, like, what do you think, um, in terms of, like, the fivefold ministry, what do you think is is maybe the area that we're lacking in the most that, um, for the body to really move forward, that maybe this office needs to, like, step up a little bit, or be released? Hmm. Well, um... I think that, I mean, everybody could say now, I think the, the buzz is the apostolic, the apostolic, but I don't know that we truly understand what the apostolic is at this point. I don't know that um, every, every five-fold ministry should be equipping mm-hmm. people. That's the point of five, to, to, to equip people so that you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. You know? yeah. And uh, rather than make a ministry, make your living off of it. If you, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it, so much of it has become business that um, for, for many of those things that um, there, I, I think God is rearranging, rearranging so many things right now. Um, so I don't, I wouldn't say I feel personally, I mean, that there's a lacking, do you feel that there's, is there something you would like to see? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I feel like the church, different churches have different strengths. Um, I think I'd like to see more um, like a single church maybe having 
a more rounded approach to to the five. Because, like, for mm-hmm. instance, uh, one church might be really great at pastoring people, but they're terrible at getting out there and evangelizing. Right. Versus right. another church that maybe they're great at evangelism, but, like, everybody's broken and there's no pastoring, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, you know, I, I think, too, every church has a mandate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Lord and so although I think everything should be functioning um, there some churches are just I know I believe here there's a there's a, a mandate over us however that doesn't eliminate us from doing everything else yeah mm-hmm. and um, and so the other thing too is that lots of times churches are like Bill Johnson said that he built Bethel on conferences bringing in five different fivefold because not one gift is not going to build a church or it's going to build that minister that that calling so having people come in from the different so they had a, a um <clears throat> and i believe they still do had a conference every three months they bring in a prophet they bring in an apostle they bring in evangelist pastor teacher um to train the people and uh, and then their school of course has all kinds of different yeah. people that 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 anointing, um, and so you know a lot of it depends on where your heart is. You know, for me, I would love to see a church of prophets. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, because um, although I have to say this, over the last few weeks, um, I'm not going to say I'm not an evangelist because I, God can do whatever He wants with me, but that's not been my way of leaning. Um, but I've had this stirring in me of calling in, of calling in. Uh, even yesterday, we we began praying for this city in a way that, for me, is like evangelistic. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, hmm. you know, what is that all about? Mm-hmm. So, um, just following, you know, following. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it was kind of a broad question. I, I didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. have a specific... Uh, yeah. I, th- I think that, like, for me, like, in Sierra Vile Center, like, I would rather, if you were to give us a report card, I'd rather have C's in all five categories than to have an A in pastoral ministry, a D in the apostolic, a C in the prophetic, an F in teaching. You know what I'm saying? Like I would rather be average in all five areas, yeah. or even I would even be below average but consistent. You know, yeah. Yeah. in all five areas, than to be insanely pastoral but but empty in the prophetic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because there's so much accountability within fivefold ministry. Like the Lord really knew what He was doing when He developed <laughs> when He developed that. Like that wasn't yeah. Paul's idea. Yeah. That was God's idea. It's such yeah. a beautiful yeah. governmental model yeah. for Earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still subscribe to the idea that heaven doesn't need that model. Right. Yeah. Uh, some people disagree. Yeah. But it's such a be- we we need accountability, and it's yeah. such a beautiful model for that. So uh, the challenge for me is like I'm a pastor. It's just who I it's who I am. Like I just I I, I and I'm not this isn't bragging or anything. I just I just I have this this really big heart for people and when I know that people are upset you know mm. I feel that I, I, I just I feel that mm. you know my wife is not a pastor you know and um, so if she knows that people are upset at her whatever 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, she's not feeling that. Like she's yeah. very prophetic, you know, prophet type personality, and that's awesome. you know, so that, that's what the Lord has me has me with her. But because I'm a pastor, I, I wouldn't say I'm an apostle. I have insane apostolic desire, but I haven't seen the fruit of an apostolic anointing come on me. But I am, just to be honest with you guys, I am eagerly desiring for an apostolic mantle from the Father, not from a dude, okay? Not hungry for a dude's mantle. I, but I so, I, I am. Unless there's Elijah's maybe. <laughs> yeah, that dude's cool. I, uh, you know, for one of the, one of the saints, sure, I'll take, I'll take whatever they got, you know. But I'm not like, I'm not, you know, no thing. I'm not after Bonky's deal, you know. You know, give me your coat, you know. I, I'm just having fun. But, like, I, so I have a huge apostolic desire. I really like, I just, I mean, I so long for it. But I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing the fruit of like mm-hmm. being an apostle in my life yet, you know, but I'm like, I'm so hungry for that, you know, mm-hmm. just being honest, you know? Yeah. And so, um, man, you know, and I, there's something about just hunger and there's something about just being in that culture where, where, you know, where you can be you, Yeah. you know, you don't have to be the person that's over you. You can be you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that they honor you and that you have a voice there. <laughs> Anyway, sorry. Sorry for rambling. No, it's all right. Sandy, uh... <laughs> all right, here's a fun one. So, I've never asked this question before. Um, if the Lord asked you, okay, Sandy, so you get to frame up the next major move of God on the face of the earth, what would it look like? Whoa. <laughs> Isn't that an awesome question? Yeah, I thought... <laughs> I just like pat myself on the back. Like, <laughs> that's a loaded so one. Good. That was a huge question. Yeah, that's a big one. Gosh, I have about 14 answers. <laughs> All right. Um, wow. Well, I, if I would say, first of all, I would love to see a planet of living people. <laughs> everybody alive, everybody alive unto God. Um, I've had a few heaven dreams, uh, uh, garden dreams, yeah. that have been so real to me, I, I wonder if I was there. And in these gardens, are everything is swaying to the heartbeat of God. Mm. You know, the, the grass is moving, the flowers, are everything, the colors are so bright. That you can feel the mist on your face and on your, which is the pre- this Holy Spirit, I, b- I believe. So you can feel the dew. You can feel the dew. Mm-hmm. And everything's just swaying with, with the rhythm of God's heart. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I would love to, like the sex tra- trafficking thing, the, the broken... Uh, I would love to go into a city and just destroy the devil. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And go in and just with a word, like Jesus did, did they get delivered with a word? That's awesome. And um, go into all, it, go into those places, and your angels go before you, and they mm. come around you and mm. carry those people out, the hidden things, you know, the hidden yeah. darkness that God will say, "There it is. There it is. There it is." Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then music. I, I would love to see worship be 
just uh, the glo- the glory, you know, like wow. James Maloney, you know, the that glory of God. Just I've been in meetings where I've lost my breath because that the presence came so heavy, and you you start to kind of gasp a little bit because at first you panic because you don't realize what's happening, and then you just settle into it. But um, we had one meeting here in the '90s that. If things had gone right, I, I think heaven would have just come right over us. And I began to see pillars rise up in the room. And um, and that's nothing compared to really mm-hmm. what God wants mm-hmm. to do. But I would I think that music, that sound, that the, the Jewish people believe that creation was a song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that God created with a song over us. And mm-hmm. so to come under that song, to hear that song, because it resonates with the song in us. Mm. Mm-hmm. I could talk for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, like one of the things that keeps us from our destiny, right? Like one of the uh, one of the things that the enemy uses to really keep us from really um, stepping into everything that the Lord has for us is discouragement, right? And it's just one of those things where every one of us has had to face discouragement and has probably faced it recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what what could you say to us um, that maybe we could hold on to for mm-hmm. when discouragement comes and we just feel like given up you know mm-hmm. and we just feel like what's 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 the use like um could you just kind of speak into that well you know something that you're doing now is uh that write the vision mm-hmm. and so uh i think in your in your times when you sp- if you were to sit down and say god what do you think of me mm-hmm. and he will answer you mm-hmm. and you write that down mm-hmm. on a piece of paper and you put that in the bathroom, or you put that in the kitchen, or you put it everywhere that you live, or pull it out. Um, I tell you, I went through this experience one time, and it was a horrible lesson, and it was a great lesson. Um, Just before you became pastor, I went through a year of, um, I was working then, Uh, I would come home, I would go to get up and go to work in the morning, I worked downtown Renton, go to work, come home, cook dinner, sit in my chair, watch HGTV, um, the home and garden television, watch them paint things and re, you know, remake things, go to bed, get up, go to, go to, to do the same thing for pretty close, maybe nine, ten months. And I got lower and lower and lower. And I, and I came to church with my Sunday smile and I prophesied like I usually do, and I prayed like I usually because God is faithful. Mm-hmm. God is faithful in all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, t- I'm encouraging people left and right, and I'm at home just dying. Mm-hmm. Finally, uh, Greg, one morning Greg was preaching, and he preached out of Jonah. I think it's the second chapter where he said, to jo- God says to Jonah, you have forsaken my faithfulness. Mm-hmm. That hit me in the chest like an arrow. And I just sat there. I mean, it was just one of those really, really encounter type things. And I got home and the Lord said to me, you have forsaken my faithfulness. Who can ascend the, the mountain of the Lord? He, he with clean hands, a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to a falsehood. Mm. I had lifted up my soul somewhere. I don't really even understand how it happened, but something snuck in on me 
and I started thinking, I'm done. Mm. I'm finished. Um, I'm vi- I've missed God because I, I'm not, you know, living what my vision was. Um, and I just fed on that every night. And like, Lord, you know, maybe I never heard you, you know how you, it's so lie after lie after lie, mm-hmm. lifting up your soul to a falsehood. Wow. So I repented of that and I, um, that, that night, actually before, before Greg spoke, uh, I was watching them restore uh, a chest of drawers and they had, was old and broken and they fixed it up and painted it this beautiful red color with gorgeous brass, you know, handles and stuff. And I remember saying to the Lord, Lord, that's what you do with your people. You know, you, you fix us, you dress us up, you make us like new, you cover us with the blood. I remember saying all of that stuff. And, the, and I felt like the Lord said to me, your time in that chair is over. Hmm. So I'm thinking, yippee, I'm going to just jump out and it's going to be awesome. And it wasn't. I had to work through, I mean, it was awesome. Mm-hmm. But the Lord was serious with me. Uh, you, for, you forsook my faithfulness to you. Hmm. So I had to walk through a process of, uh, so I would come home for lunch every day because I lived so close. Mm-hmm. And I remember coming home for lunch I mean, it was like the this, this Holy Spirit came and kind of put a little thing around me. And every time I would go in that direction, he'd yank on me. And I could feel it. I could feel the yanking. So I would come home and I would, out loud, I would declare, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. My time isn't over. My, you know, the best is yet begun. You know, God loves me. I am, I would affirm those things. And, uh, and it was good, it was, but that around week three, I felt like the Lord said to me, now this is just me, the Lord said to me, you have to make a decision now. So that yanking stopped. And you have to make a decision what you're going to believe and what you're going to say. So I, I did, you know, I fought that thing and fought that thing and then I just walked out. I just walked out of it. That was quite an experience for me. And so now when that starts to come in my direction, because I look back and God has been so faithful to me. So, so faithful to me. Um, And where I am today, I never had even had vision for where I am today. and What what I feel like God is doing in me and and is leading me to. Um, But that's how, you know, it's not that I don't have my, my bad days, but um, because of what happened to me, that is so strong in me that I, that's where I go back to that. So I break my agreement with darkness. I repent where I have to. And now with this courtroom prayer, um, I'm learning to, to uh, take my case and go to the Lord mm-hmm. with that. And, um, and I've had... So a few weeks ago, I did have a... But, you know, the other thing is, too, that um, depending on where God has called you to walk in the prophetic, many times I'll feel what's happening here. Mm -hmm. It's not really me. Mm -hmm. So I have to learn how to distinguish um, what, you know, maybe what some people are going through or what's trying to hit here. Mm -hmm. Or um, when I find myself mad at um, Greg or Darren, you know, if I find this, then I know that's the devil. 
and I've got to, I, something's hit me or something's hitting the church, so I've got to turn around because I know that's not me. I mean, mm -hmm. I've known Greg Daly almost 30 years, and um, I don't get mad at Greg Daly. <laughs> And I don't get mad at Darren either. There's nothing to get mad at, though, for you with you, because <laughs> you're just so awesome. Oh, shut You're just so yeah, awesome. I, I told her I like it when she said that. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be my yeah. that would be my suggestion. You know that you write it down, write it down, and look at it, yeah. and then you have something somewhere to go, That's something really to do. That this is, and then call somebody. And then you know, call somebody and say I'm struggling. Here, uh, you know, because once you expose it, yeah, yeah, it starts to lose its power. Yeah, yeah. that's mm -hmm. good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. We all, everybody goes through that. In the yeah. the way that the enemy, because that's a huge assignment against Sandy. Like that's a huge assignment, mm -hmm. right? To take you right out. And whenever the enemy comes at us, he, he doesn't just, he doesn't like diverse, diversify his attack and spread it out over 20 years. Like whenever he comes at us, he comes at us with everything because yeah. he's not fair. You know, he comes to steal, kill and destroy and, and he wants to be effective in, in, in his assignments, which is why it never feels like a, a little mist. Oh, a little rain today when it comes to spiritual matters and, and attacks, right? It's, you're either completely overwhelmed or you're not, right? Mm -hmm. See that the enemy's like full on trying to take you out and beat you down, mm -hmm. or you're great, right? It's never yeah. like oh, I'm kind of I'm kind of in spiritual warfare. Like, like no, oftentimes we don't discern it's spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. You're just super mad, super frustrated, right, right. super just on edge, right? And you don't even know necessarily it's spiritual warfare, like. And so, and you start beating yourself up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I think the whole thing of 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 a lie, you know, like lifting up a lie we don't even we never want to do that like we don't even know that we're doing that like yeah. so one way that that's played itself out like just in my own life for the last couple of weeks um so like we've had a great we had an incredible we've had an incredible year as a church like it's just been um we've never had a year like like yeah. we've had so far this year so on one hand like that's great right um uh on the other hand there's the whole thing of like just the law of gravity and what goes up must come down yeah right um and so you guys don't know this sandy doesn't know this but every week i would show up here at the church and wonder is anyone even going to be here today maybe this is the sunday that no one shows up well it was good while it lasted right so there's like there's like that thought like every sunday like you know maybe this is the day when when it when it's done <laughs> And so just recently, um, the enemy just came in with just like, like a lot of, just a lot of stuff all at one time, you know? And you ever notice like, like the weird coincidences, you know, mm -hmm. where like I used to notice this that when I used to be in the, in the marketplace, like I'd have five clients all with like eye patches in one day and be like, what? Like, what was that about? Like yeah. that happens, like that happens, um, pastoring all the time like yeah. it's never just one email it's five emails all in the same thing from five different people five different circumstances and you're just like boom grab like gravity right there like just yeah. pulling weighing you down right and so um and, and and i would i didn't even realize that i that i believe this but again it was that it was that thing like like it was good while it lasted so there was this so i went through some ministry last week find some healing find some freedom and um and that lie came up and the lie was this it's just a matter of time until god's goodness lifts mm -hmm. and i am left alone to deal with the mess that life has created 
Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Sandy. <laughs> Mama Sandy. Um, and, uh, you know, and like, that's crazy. Because if, if you said that I believe that, I'd be like, I'd, I'd laugh at you. I don't believe that, yeah. right? But whenever the poo starts to fan, as they say, that would be the thing that comes up. Yeah. You know, well, it was good while well, it lasted, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and then uh, it wasn't even, so then the Lord gave me a, a, a godly belief, you know. The Lord spoke to me His truth mm-hmm. about, about His faithfulness and His commitment mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome. But it wasn't until probably just uh, yesterday or I guess probably Monday, mm-hmm. um, you know, of course, I get, the Lord spoke to me about the 23rd Psalm. Surely goodness and mercy will follow you. How long? All the days of your life. You'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. And the Lord just spoke to me and said, My goodness isn't temporary. That's awesome. And that was so good for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was just like, That was from Him. That was from yeah. God, you know? And so it's just so, so don't ever feel like you're in this alone. Like, whenever you feel like right. discouraged, don't ever think that you're the only one that gets discouraged. Don't ever think that you're the only one that gets completely overwhelmed where you want to quit. You want to just throw in the towel. Um, everybody, everybody faces that. Yeah. Um, I heard a story about Thomas Edison, you know, so one of America's great inventors. Mm-hmm. He had all these factories and all this stuff, right? A uh, million dollars worth of assets, which at that time, a million dollars, I don't know how much that would be worth right now. Anyways, so the, the whole thing burned to the ground. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know how the fire happened or whatever, and all the employees, you know, um, were, were outside of the buildings, multiple buildings, multiple facilities, all like papers regarding inventions, everything. Um, so people are sobbing. It's just just, un- it just uncontrollable, remo- re- just um, sorrow, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Thomas Edison ran and got his family and brought him back to the to the to the disaster where he's running, and he was laughing. And, and 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 he said to his family, "I want you to watch one of the most ama- one of the biggest fires you'll ever see in your whole entire life. Isn't this fire amazing?" <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a, like this is a true story, right? Wow. Like, and and he told everyone, "Just look at this. Like, look, it, it's like it's just incredible. It's amazing." And people say that they that they actually it looked it appeared as though Thomas Edison actually loved that disaster, and it was because um, he must have known um, what would have happened if he embraced that that tragedy and that mm-hmm. spirit of sorrow and entered into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because he chose not to enter into that spirit of sorrow, mm-hmm. that year his company did ten million dollars in revenue. Wow. In that time, which I, I hear that that's equivalent to $200 million in revenue today. Wow. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. 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 Because yeah. he chose not to enter into yeah. that, that spirit of sorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's something about looking at what the enemy is throwing at you mm-hmm. and then saying, I'm going to partner with the spirit of joy right. and find amazement so. at, at the fact that it's completely out of my control. Right? Like, it's completely out of my control. And yet I know that God's going to be faithful and good. You know, awesome. there's something in that. But. You know, living in peace is um, is such a such a weapon. And if you uh, you know read, look up the word shalom. Mm-hmm. Jesus said, "My peace I give you, not as the world gives you." So it has nothing really to do with with your circumstances, whether they change or not. Mm-hmm. But peace is a person. Yeah. yeah. 
it's Jesus, but it's also he brings you into um, it's choosing that that place of of uh, and it's supernatural. Mm. Peace yeah. is supernatural. Absolutely. Yeah, and That's it's good. it's uh, and and just stepping right into that because you choose life or death. Yeah, life yeah. or death we choose, so and we learn how to choose. I mean, you know, we go through these little things in life and. And then say, oh, I didn't choose well there. And you, but it, I think it has to be a conscious choice when you. The first thing we do is feel ashamed when something's going wrong, you know? Yeah. And because I'm not like so and so, and look at so and so, but you'd have no idea what's really going on on the inside of so and so. They could be faking it really well, you know? But because we, we have to be comfortable with who we are, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who God has made us. I have a friend that um, I just so admire her because I've known her close to 30 years and she's always been Denise. Hmm. She's so comfortable with Deni with who she is and she's never tried to be anybody else. As, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a gift. Yeah. It's a gift from God and she just walks around like Denise. And it's a gift from God. I mean, I've tried to be Heidi Baker. I've tried to be you know, all kinds of people. We had a woman here in the area that I had become friends with that was uh, quite well known as a prophetess. And I was her for about four years. <laughs> Didn't work out too well. But, um, you know, it's just because I wasn't comfortable with me. I wasn't. Um, but I had an encounter. I had an encounter one night soaking with the Lord. And... Um, Boy, it changed everything on the inside of me. Everything. Mm -hmm. on, and now I'm okay with me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with me. That's awesome. So knowing what you know now, what would oh, you tell yeah. your 15-year-old self? Yeah. <laughs> I would say I could be a God chaser. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I would... I would That's awesome. I would, um, I would spend a lot of time... Um, <clears throat> just before God wow. um, because it'll all work out it'll all he'll you know we'll hear him we'll follow him he'll guide us he'll lead us so wherever we go whatever we do whatever where we need to go to school mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff all those little details mm -hmm. of our life are in the Lord yeah they're in yeah. God and um, he's so willing to just give us that as day by day, give us a bigger plan or understanding, you know, the desire is living in us for something. Mm -hmm. That desire is alive in mm -hmm. us for something. And he's so willing to get us there. So, but we need to get there by wisdom. And um, because we make so many unwise choices in life and uh, even encountering that spirit of wisdom is a possibility for us that mm -hmm. I wisdom dwell with prudence who's probably an angel and entering into that place that God wants us to you know Jesus did not live according to the gifts of the spirit he had the spirit of knowledge the spirit of understanding the spirit of wisdom um, the spirit of the fear of the Lord mm -hmm. Which is something I believe is really coming back, coming to the church, um, mm -hmm. because we have to have that. We have yeah. we have to have that awe of God, mm -hmm. and rather than just be sort of bored with what's going on, you know, and assuming a lot of things. Yeah.
But that if I was if if I was going to give advice to anybody, I'd say just chase after God. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. You're welcome. You're, you're awesome. Thank you. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, and so, hey, would you just uh, would you just bless us? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God, we just thank you for who you are. And, thank you. And um, we thank you for how you see us, Lord. We thank you, Lord, yeah. for how you created us in our mother's womb mm. so intricately, Lord, so definitely, so intentionally, God. Your hand was to us. And we thank you, Father. You've always known our name. You've always known our frame. And Lord, I just pray uh, as the, uh, the coming days, God, we would know that. We would know that deep within our soul, deep within our spirit, mm -hmm. God, that we would know, Lord, as we seek you, Lord, you said we would find you. Mm -hmm. You said if we draw near to you, that you would draw near to us. Yeah. So I just pray, Lord, I pray for the students, Lord, yes, that uh, yes. that every time they, every time, Lord, every mm -hmm. time they seek you, God, they're going to find a new dimension. Yeah, thank Lord, you, you're going to remove any hindrances, thank God, you, that you release, you release the angels that gather on their behalf, Lord, that you gather up, that you gather up the stumbling blocks that would be in their way, that this would be, God, a time of release for them, Lord, a time yeah. of release into higher things, Lord, yeah, a time of release yeah, yeah. into deeper things. Lord, I just brought over them deeper, yeah. deeper and wider, deeper and wider, deeper, higher and higher, and deeper and wider. Mm. And I thank you, Father, for the realms of your kingdom, Lord. Yes, the realms sir. of your yes, kingdom, sir. Father, would be opened, Lord. That there would be a flow of information. Father. Yes, Lord. Yeah. That there would be, God, a, a spirit of revelation that would rest upon them individually, yeah. Lord, and then yeah. corporately. I pray, Lord, that. Uh, as a corporate people, as a corporate people, God, that there's just the kingdom of God opened up, the realms of God opened up, Father, to them. I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for your sound to be strong in their midst, yes, Lord. Lord. Yes, Lord. I thank you for your vibration, God, to, thank to you, be Lord. in the land of God that, that you call theirs. I thank you, Father, for that mountain that belongs to them will be revealed. Lord, let the fog, let the fog move away from the mountaintop, yeah, Lord, and that they yeah. would ascend, yes. that they would ascend, Lord, with just so much excitement, but God, with so much purpose and destiny. I thank you for that, Lord, that there be no wandering in the wilderness for that's them, right, God. That's right. But that there would be, a, a right in front of them, God, there would be that promised land. I pray for the courage to cross over. I pray for the boldness to cross over, Father. I thank you, Father, for this, the, their swords and their shields, Lord. I thank you, Father, for a time of crossing over, Lord. And, and uh, any childish things would be behind them, yeah, but God. their childlikeness would go with them. Yeah, so I thank yes, you for that, Father. I thank you, Lord. Mm -hmm. God, I pray you would detach them mm -hmm. uh, from any anything that uh, any place that they have have uh, you know where you've connected with somebody and you've let yourself go. Mm -hmm. I just pray, Lord, you would just detach them, Father, that you would go beyond how beautiful and how awesome they are. But you, would, yeah. you would go be into Lord that yeah. who they really are and what you've really invested wow. in them. Thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for such a time as this. Are they on the earth, Lord? I pray, Father, be it unto them according to what is written in their book before there was ever one of their days. Yeah. I thank you for mysteries being revealed to them 
for themselves, Lord, for those round about them. Thank you for maturity uh, enveloping them, Father, that they would go beyond their years, Lord. Yeah. Thank you for the spirit of wisdom, the seven spirits of God, to be their tutors and their counselors, for hearing ears, Lord, seeing eyes, God. I thank you, Father, for your uh, the beauty of who you are, Jesus, being released, being released within them. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. God, may they understand the deep mysteries. Your word says, who knows the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God that you have freely given us so that we would know the deep things of the Lord. I thank you, Father, that deep calls to deep these days, and I thank you they are answering. Lord, there's an answer from your people. There's an answer from God in the deep places. Yeah. I thank you for that, Father. Jesus. Hmm. Jesus. Father, that you would reveal your Son. Yeah. That thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, was the revelation that Jesus said the gates of hell would not prevail against. Yes, yeah. thank you, Father. So we thank you for that revelation, the Son of God, hmm. the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Thank you, Father. Lord, would you take us from myth to truth? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Jesus. I bless them, Lord. I speak shalom, spirit, soul, and body. And I thank you, Father, for mentors, for voices to speak into their lives. I thank you for a coming up, a calling up, an answer. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Sandy. So good, Sandy. So good. So there is no chain this love can't break. There is no chain this love can't break. So be free. There is no chain this love can't break. So be free. Oh, and there is no chain this love can't break.
like anything you've ever seen It can open any door It can teach you to love It'll help you forgive Forgive yourself Those who have hurt you There is Love can't break. There is no chain this love can't.